Welcome to Strong and Free, the podcast dedicated to providing you with the information that you need on the topics of the day. No bias, no conjecture, just facts. So, let's go. For the week of April 1st, hi everybody, welcome to another episode of Strong and Free, and welcome to my second episode in the series titled, Before You Reply Online. I have a great example to use today, and I'm so excited to share it with you. But before we, before I do that, um, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for being part of this great podcast and this great uh, narrative that I'm trying to build. Um, I've released uh, uh, an article on Medium.com about reconciliation with Indigenous peoples. If you have not checked that out yet, please check it out. Um, it is incredible to see how people are sharing this article with their own networks. And um, a lot of people are reading it, they're commenting to me about it, and I really enjoy that. I enjoy that there's a conversation out there that's happening, and again, it's a respectful conversation. I wrote that article, again, based on my um, experiences working in government uh, with Indigenous peoples over the past number of years, and I want to share my own experiences because I think it's very important that other people understand how those inside government see working with Indigenous communities. And there's a lot of change that we need to make within uh, government about how we approach reconciliation. So thank you so much for your feedback, good and bad and constructive. Um, I'm getting better every single time I write and do these podcasts. So thank you so much. I also want to say, um, for those that follow me on YouTube, yes, I will be making more videos. I just bought a GoPro and this thing has revolutionized my life. I cycle a lot. I do a lot of walking. So just having this thing around and following me is really going to help me shoot some really cool videos. And um, especially cycling in the city, um, I got some great city shots, especially with the sun rising and things. So all that said, you will see more videos. You'll see more content from me. Um, I will be uh, continuing to put myself out there. So thank you so much for following me and being part of this. I also printed off some some uh, posters of Strong and Free. I'm going to be posting those around the city of Toronto. If you see it, hashtag S-T-R-N-G-N-F-R-E-E. I will put that all in the description of this video. Um, I'd love for this to kind of catch on some more and I have some great plans for the summer. But, you know, as always, I'm just kind of taking the baby steps. I'm really trying to build this. So thank you again for all of the work and um, all of the listening, all of the engaging in, in the material that I'm putting out there. Okay, so welcome to Before You Reply Online. Now, I'm going to set this up for you because I know you can relate to this. Every single one of you can relate to this. So I'm going to set up the context and you're going to let me know. Of course, again, me pretending that you're in the room here with me, but you're not. But you're going to let me know whether or not this sounds familiar. Someone posts an article, a political article, an article about a topic. Let's just say that topic was about uh, the environment. And the article talks about how important it is for governments today to do something about the environment for the future and for generations of tomorrow. Again, very basic, very, uh, you know, I'm sure we've all seen this before. Now, some the comments there's many comments on this thread but this one stands out um this person says you know great points really articulate great um research uh, provided in this article everyone should read it every single person should read this we should all be concerned about our the future of our environment full stop now that alone is a great comment but 
this comment continues. It's shameful that the minister does not value the environment the way that most people should. It's so unfortunate that the president does not see the environment uh, in the way that um, is rational and thoughtful. Clearly, this administration does not value the environment, does not value the future generations, and has less and less regard to caring for Mother Earth. The comment continues on saying something to the effect of, I don't understand how supporters of this administration can still be rational supporters when they clearly don't care about the environment. The environment in our world is our life. We need to think uh, about it. We need to elect someone that thinks about it. So in that comment, and I'm sure you've seen this before, the first part starts off quite rational, you know, talking about how great the article is. But then it goes in to very personal attacks, not only about the president and the administration, but also um, loads those attacks with generalizations. So the important thing here is when we're attacking, right, when we're attacking we should be criticizing, not attacking. That's number one. And it should be constructively criticizing. So what this displays, what a comment like this displays is what I consider political sniping. Political sniping to me is when you comment on something and you end the conversation. So in that comment that that person put, again, starts off really great about how great the article is, but then dovetails and dives into why this administration does not care about the environment, does not care about future generations, is not rational in thinking, is not listening to scientists. It now paints this very stark picture of how an administration simply does not care about the environment. You see, it's okay to criticize, but it needs to be constructive criticism. We need to look at the policies in which a government is putting forward and understand what exactly the nuances are that are guiding that decision. Now, I know this is a lot to ask, especially when we're commenting on things when we have such personal connections to a topic, but this is the fallacy of our political debate because a debate can only be a debate if it's constructive. If it's not, we're actually implying directly or indirectly that this person doesn't agree with me. Therefore, this person is completely irrational. Now, I know this kind of blends a lot with our own moral compass. For example, we want our governments, most of us, to care about the environment, or some of us maybe. We want our governments, most of us, to think about future generations. We want this to happen. We may have a personal connection. Maybe we have children and we see how important the environment will be for them to grow up in and their children. We want them to be successful. Um, maybe we have a personal connection to you know, the, the environment in which we live in or the territories and the areas that we go to. So we feel this, if you don't care about it, how, how, how can you be in power if you don't care about the environment? You know, so we attach very broad generalizations to policies that are very specific. So for example, the government may shut down and cut certain environmental programs, but it's not because they don't care about the environment. It's because those programs perhaps were not seen as effective they weren't meeting their performance metrics and targets. They weren't doing their outputs. They're, they weren't having outputs and outcomes. And as a result, it was costing the government a lot of money. And so because of that, the government may, may say, as with many people who, who'd say, you know what, this isn't really doing it for us. It's costing us a lot of money. 
and we're not really seeing the results. So we're going to cut it. Now, on the surface, that looks like as if the government doesn't care about the environment. But underneath, we realize that the program itself was not effective. And so that is the conversation we should be having, which is, why are these programs getting cut? What are the underlying reasons for them getting cut? And were they really effective? Now, I'll be the first one to say that the government should for sure think about the environment going forward as an example. But also, we have to understand that some of these programs are very costly in nature. And if we find that they're actually not helping us reduce our greenhouse gas emissions, governments are forced to make these very difficult decisions. But it's so important for our narrative, online especially, to remember this nuance, for us to push ourselves to understand why governments are making the decisions that they're making. And again, in the situation where we broad stroke a conversation, which is about cutting government funding to a program that's ineffective, and saying instead that the government doesn't care about the environment or the future of our country and our world, it ends the conversation. It doesn't start a conversation or continue it. You see, if someone supports that administration and they're an environmentalist, automatically you're pu- pushing that person into a corner and say, and, and indirectly saying to them, you say you're a, an environmentalist, yet you support this administration who doesn't support envir- the environment. How hypocritical are you? I'm sure you've seen that connotation directly or indirectly in your day-to-day life or online. You say that you're for the environment. You say that you're for uh, those um, less fortunate, but this government has cut funding to those less fortunate. How much of a hypocrite are you or this administration or both? That ends a conversation. Instead, the conversation needs to be about the nuance. Why did the government cut it? What was the benefit? Were there any benefits of those programs? And was it very costly? Let me give you another uh, perspective. Let's just say that a government in, let's just say, uh, let's make up, make up an entire scenario here. There's a government out there. It's got about 100 million people. And uh, the cost of tuition keeps going up. Let's say this country is called um, the United... United Schmanada. No, let's say that this country is called the uh, Schmanada. (laughs) Okay, it's Schmanada. There's 100 million people. And they have an enrollment rate typical like other G8 countries, but tuition rates keep going uh, uh, up. And it's getting so high that the government says, okay, well, there needs to be some type of relief. So what we're going to do is initiate a program. And this is called a student assistance program. And this program is directed to help students get into university without any financial barrier. So the government goes out and it gives students loans. And it says to those students, hey, listen, you know what? They're not even loans. Here's 20 grand, you know, for you to help start off your university career, for you to better yourself through education so that you can be better uh, equipped to enter the workforce. But after five and 10 years, the government finds that enrollment rates are kind of stagnating and that other forces in the economy are, are at work and more and more students are finding other jobs and employment or students are actually figuring out ways to uh, 
support themselves without going to university. But still, the government believes that university education is important and continues to provide these loans. But with a stagnating, and let's just say for argument's sake, there's a declining rate of enrollment in universities, the government comes to the conclusion that, you know what, not only are students not accessing these loans and services or handouts, quote-unquote, but it's we actually see a declining uh, in uh, a declining rate of students attending university. So clearly, to the government's perspective, it's not finance as a barrier because there are so many financial opportunities, but there's other reasons at work in the, in, in the economy. So the government starts saying, you know what, we don't need to spend this much money on your, on your uh, student uh, bursaries and loans. We're going to start cutting that. Now, I am sure you can see someone online saying, this government does not care about the future generations of society because they're cutting funding to tuition. They are increasing our tuition dramatically, and now post-secondary, if it were in reach before, it's definitely not in reach now. And this is the problem. It takes a very complicated issue, and it whittles it down to the government doesn't care about future generations. Let me wag my finger more at my computer screen. So this is, a, this is an example of a conversation ender, a political snipe. It snipes anyone out who supported the government from making an actual rebuttal. It paints them in a corner that they simply cannot get out of because it assumes that because this government is cutting funding to tuition, they don't care about the future of the uh, 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 society, and therefore you as a supporter you do not care. You have been effectively politically sniped out of the conversation. And this is why we need to think about these things before we reply online. Despite our own bias, despite our own personal opinions, we have to couch that with what exactly the governments are, government is doing. What research is there for them to go down this policy route? I'll tell you, I've researched some, some what many would consider crazy or illogical or some odd uh, policy decisions that governments have made. And they are about nine times out of 10, probably 10 times out of 10, uh, so nuanced. It's not to be believed. The amount of back and forth these governments do, the amount of pouring over different opinions and coming to a conclusion, it's almost so prevalent. Like, it's not to be believed. And it's so nuanced because there are so many factors at play. It's not, it's definitely, politics is never black and white. It's, it's, there's always, there's always so much that goes on behind closed doors. So when we're having these conversations online, it's important that our comments reflect that nuance as best as we can, because we don't want to snipe anybody out. We want to be as, as I've always said, inclusive of differences of opinions even if somebody disagrees with us, we want to make sure that the comments that people are seeing of us are something that should be reflective of the actual narrative. And if we don't have that understanding of why the government did it, it's hard to make a comment online that forwards that conversation, that necessary conversation. So before we're replying online, if we don't have that nuance, again, it's just our emotions taking over. And many times, People who have a dissenting opinion of that, a legitimate criticism, choose not to engage because there's really no point. You've, you've whittled them down to anti-environmentalists or, 
or someone who hates the environment and future generations, already they feel like they're not going, they're not, they're, they're like digging from underneath the basement to get to your opinion, get you to think they're on the same level as you. So they're not going to reply. And this is why we see online comments that are just dominated by one side or there's a legitimate exchange, but then it always, always, always turns very personal and into very personal attacks. And again, I think it all stems from that initial political snipe from across the chest. The legitimate criticism that's couched in uh, more bigger issues like racism, you know, not thinking about the environment, something about, uh, you know, uh, maybe even uh, anti uh, immigrant or anti whatever it is, it, it takes a very specific policy and makes it into this bigger issue when it may be that, or it may very well not be. But in any case, when you make it into a bigger issue, you politically snipe out the competition, you snipe them out and there's no rebuttal. So that's what, that's my number one tip for when we're replying online, right? We don't want to do political sniping. We want to constructively criticize, but make it engaging so that someone on the other side reading it can take away your opinion and feel comfortable enough to reply back in a respectful way. Whether that person replies back respectfully or not, that's not your control. You can only control what you can. And the way you can control your, your, your comment is by, again, thinking about it critically, looking at the evidence, and saying to yourself, I disagree with this government on their cutting of environmental programs. While they may or may not have been effective, an, a more effective approach could have been for the government to um, reshape the program or make it so that there were actual deliverables and um, use that as an example so that uh, they can continue down the path of respecting the environment. Finally, finally, I will say that um, this this uh, respectful dialogue online is so important on politics. Um, and the reason why is because, again, not only are these issues nuanced, you want to make sure that you're having you're making sure that everyone, so long as it's not hateful, which is very rare. I always say that, like you, you're free to express your opinion so long as it's not hateful. I've never, I mean, sure. In my life, I've seen, I've heard hateful things directed at me. I don't think anything of it, to be honest. I mean, it's city life. You just kind of let it roll with you a little bit. But I will say that, you know, rarely when someone's actually trying to challenge you, it's not, they're not trying to be hateful, you know? They're not filled with hate and they think that you're a bad person. They're trying to challenge you respectfully and say, listen, you know, you're not looking at it from both sides. You're only looking at it from one side. So it's very important when we're having these interactions online that we're trying our best to make sure that everybody can reply to your comment without feeling some type of ways, right? So stop the political sniping. Think about how you're going to articulate your comment so that other people can have a say and feel safe having that say. Anyways, I know I was, was a lot of all over the place on this one, but I hope you enjoyed it. Um, I hope you liked this episode. Again, political sniping, it's one of those things before you reply online, think about. But 
Anyhow, that'll do it for me this week. Thank you so much for listening to this next episode. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, leave me a comment, send me an email, send me a link, follow me on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, wherever your social media is. Um, Let me know how I'm doing and I'll look forward to the next one. So as always, stay balanced, stay informed. Thanks, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Strong and Free, the podcast dedicated to providing you with the information that you need on the topics of the day. And remember, stay balanced, stay informed. 